to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and I'm your host for these Bible study podcasts. Today, we are continuing with a review of the key principles of effective Bible study based on a booklet of the same name, which is available from our podcast page at biblestudy.asbzone.com. This podcast series is centered upon the following Bible verse, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So what's the goal of this series of studies? To help you obtain greater value from your Bible study and devotional sessions. These episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes each, and focus on key principles that God teaches us through His Word. Most people know that Bible study is essential to the Christian experience, and many people realize that without prayer, Bible study is futile and unproductive. But there are other, less known principles that the Scriptures teach us besides these, and our goal is to help you to know and understand them. They will help you to see God's Word in a more expansive way, and help you to become just like the noble Bereans of Acts 17, 10 through 12. Today's study is entitled, Repetition is Related to Importance. Repetition is Related to Importance. But before we begin our study together, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the privilege of coming together like this, We thank you for your word, we thank you for committing it to us, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit, and we ask you that you'll grant us wisdom and understanding, that we'll rightly divide your words of truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. We will be reading all of our verses from the King James Version of the Bible. Repetition is related to importance. Generally speaking, repetition is one of the key measures of the importance of a message. This is just as true in the Bible as it is elsewhere in life. Each thing found in the Bible is mentioned a different number of times for a variety of reasons. If you think about it, this apparent discrepancy is not that hard to understand or explain. For one thing, the more important God deems a particular bit of information or instruction, the more often we find it mentioned throughout the Bible. Even though everything in the Bible is important in some way or another, even a casual reading of the scriptures makes it plain that at different times, God views or viewed certain things of more significance than other things. Another factor that contributes to the amount of repetition we see in the Bible is the level of obedience or understanding of God's people. The more often God's people fail to understand, accept, or implement a particular set of instructions, the more often God had to send additional messengers to reiterate that set of instructions or discuss that particular topic to his people. While I'm not trying to suggest that there's anything in the Bible that can be safely ignored, I believe it is entirely appropriate to say that the things in God's Word that are mentioned more often and in greater detail than other things are the things that require more attention and focus from us. Here are some basic reasons behind the repetition of instruction or information that we see in Scripture. 1. Emphasis. It is of vital importance, usually spiritual importance. 
two, violations. Something is being violated. Something is being done wrong or it's ignored or it's being overlooked and a correction is needed. And then number three, perspective. Something needs to be looked at from a different angle or an additional angle. The entire Bible is a revelation of God and his will. And there are so many facets of both that God wants us to understand that he takes his time approaching it from many different angles, using a variety of writers with differing educational and socioeconomic backgrounds. We should give due heed to information that is especially repeated throughout the Bible. So let's look at some of the verses of which we will find them in the King James Version. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 8. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. Okay? So that's an instruction to parents, particularly to indoctrinate. Indoctrinate is not a bad word. It's really the content that dictates whether indoctrination is good or bad. And so he says, indoctrinate your children, repeat it to them, instruct them, be diligent about it. When you're sitting down, when you're traveling, when you're lying down, when you rise up, morning worship, evening worship, along the way, throughout the day. Jeremiah 35, 15, I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets. This is God speaking through Jeremiah. I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way, and amend your doings, and go not after other gods to serve them. And ye shall dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your fathers. But ye have not inclined your ear, nor hearkened unto me. Okay, so this is an example of violations. If people, if you say, don't do that, and people keep doing that, you have to keep saying, don't do that, and so that shows up a lot. Obviously, if they listened, you wouldn't be saying it so much, and it wouldn't show up as often. Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven. this is Jesus, and this is near the end of his ministry. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. Okay, so here's Christ speaking literally and symbolically, right? He's, he's making a comparison. I would have gathered you together just like a hen gathers all of her chicks, and I sent you prophets, right? That's We see that in Jeremiah, all my servants, the prophets. He says, I sent you prophets. I sent you instruction. I sent you people to correct you. And you would not. And now your house is left to you desolate. Right? So you see how this ties with our previous episode. If whenever God gives instruction to people and they obey it and they adhere to it, you don't hear about that instruction multiple times. Whenever God gives instructions to people and they fail to heed it, you see those instructions come up frequently. Okay? And, that's, and that's not the only reason. 
Sometimes if you look at, for instance, in the New Testament, there is an emphasis on God's love that's expanded above what we saw in the Old Testament. And why was that? Why, why that timing? Well, Jesus came. So if you look, everyone in the New Testament who's talking about love, right? Everyone who's talking about love, with the exception of 1 Corinthians 13, where all of the characteristics are, are described, but there's no direct reference to Christ. But all of the characteristics, if you look at what Paul describes as charity or love, you'll see that he's talking about all of the, the attributes of Christ, but he doesn't reference him directly like, say, John does. And, and so having had Christ, God in the flesh, in our faces, the disciples saw that and emphasized how he behaved, how he operated as a way to show us what love is. Now, the Old Testament describes love. Uh, the Psalms describe love a lot. But we got, a, we got it up close and personal, right? It's not just how a person feels about it or any specific person's experience, but it's the broad Everyone was present to see that. So that's, an, that's an, um, an example of where a different aspect comes into play, right? And then emphasis. Some things are just important enough that you say it more than once. Uh, so an example. When God, at Mount Sinai, God told Moses to go down and set bounds around the mountain. And Moses did so. And then God told him, okay, as, as Moses was getting ready to come up into the mountain where God was calling him, God said, go back and warn the people not to touch it. And Moses is kind of surprised. He says, but Lord, you told them to not do it. And I put the bounds and the Lord says, go back and tell them because somebody's going to do something that they're not supposed to if you don't. Right. And this is emphasis. This is one of the few times in the Bible that you see God take definitive action on something he knows in advance. Right. Typically, God tells us what he's going to tell us and, you know, he warns us. Um, but the Lord did not want to. He did not want that day wrecked. <laughs> he did not want to have an incident occur on the Mount Sinai experience. And he told Moses to go back. But you see the Lord showing up um, with Cain as an example before he kills Abel. And the Lord shows up and has that conversation with him. That conversation is intended to deter him, right? It is intended to deter him, but Cain was going to do what Cain was going to do. And so um, you see that. But the, in this case with Moses, God is more specific. Go, go and tell them again. Warn them again lest they break through and gaze and perish, right? So repetition is related to importance. The entire Bible is a revelation of God and his will. And there are so many facets of both that God wants us to understand that he takes his time approaching it from many different angles, using a variety of writers with differing educational and socioeconomic backgrounds. We should give due heed to information that is especially repeated throughout the Bible.
Thanks for taking this time to study with us today. We encourage you to prayerfully review the booklet in conjunction with this recording. Let's close our study with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the opportunity to go into this uh, brief study, but important study. We ask you to help us as we go through your word, when we see things that, that you emphasize for whatever reason, help us to dig, help us to understand, help us to appreciate that you are making a point that we need to look at. And grant us discernment, we pray, and help us that we'll rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening in. And if you have any questions, be sure to send them to BibleQuestions at ASBZone.com, and we will do our best, by God's grace, to provide you with biblical answers to those questions. If you are finding these studies to be a blessing, please let us know all about it, and also share these studies with others. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you study His Word.